Hey guys, Josh here from Pocket Fortune Podcast, and today we got my good friend Kyle here with us. What's up? Pretty crazy week this week. We got a few things that we're going to talk about. We got precious metals, market stability, tech boom, S&P 500 hits a new all-time high, the NASDAQ keeps hitting all-time highs, the dollar continues to weaken, and is this the next tech bubble? Alright, so first we got precious metals. Go for it. Yeah, and um... Well, it, I, I think it's actually really interesting what's going on right now. Um, I mean, of course, silver at one point was at $12.50, and now it's at almost $27. Um, I mean, and same, I mean, gold hasn't had as much of a percentage increase, but silver, it tends to be more volatile in the market. But I do think it's really interesting because we've had an incredibly stable market at this point. I mean, the S&P has gained back everything and more ever since COVID-19 like started to affect the market but I mean people are still going for the safe bets you know in silver gold and even copper which is almost at three dollars an ounce um so I mean I I don't like I I do think some of it has to do with the weakening dollar I think it's really interesting how much they have gone up recently despite how stable the market is in these in these crazy times that we're in right now yeah, I mean, the, the dollar went from about $1 is about 0.92 euros, and that was in May of 2020. And now, I mean, it's dropped to 0.85 euros. And, I mean, you look at a, a five-year chart, and it's it's a significant drop. I mean, it's crazy. But as far as, like, the safe bets goes, it, it is interesting because, you know, why are people putting their money in safe bets, which is precious metals, if the market's doing so well. And, I mean, it's a fact. The market is doing really well. Um, yeah, I mean, especially, like, tech and, and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's insane. Like, and Tesla has gone from 300 to 2,000 in a matter of months. I mean, yeah, Apple's at 499 like now. Amazon, 3,350 yeah. high. That was, like, a few weeks ago. Um, I mean, it's insane. But, so, but I think also people are taking those safe bets because I think there are some investors that have stayed pessimistic throughout this entire ordeal, which mm-hmm. is which is pretty interesting. Yeah, um, sorry, sorry to cut you off, but one one thing that's interesting about Amazon that, that I've noticed is, um, I, I mean, they had a really big halt, uh, it was about a year ago, a little more. Not exactly sure, but when they kind of stopped at two thousand fifty per share, um, and I, I think that's actually what some investors may be worried about with Amazon right now. I mean, as far as uh, the stock goes, because it's when it hit, I believe, one trillion, um, it became one of the only companies to ever reach one trillion dollars in value. Investors kind of cashed out. You know, they started to. Um, I mean, I mean, it just. It, while it is a little ridiculous to do that because obviously the company's not going to stop making money, it's kind of what people did. It's their end point. And I'm just wondering with Amazon, like when um, another company maybe, I, I, I mean, another, when another company reaches one trillion, you know, or maybe a competitor in the same market, I'm really interested to see what happens with Amazon because obviously they went up a lot because that stall period for like three or four months where it just wasn't really doing anything 
didn't make sense based on how good Amazon was. I mean, Amazon was performing really, really well. I mm-hmm. mean, it was, it, there's no competition to it, you know, no delivery service like it. And I'm just wondering how high Amazon's going to go because I think it's actually going to lead some of. Um, I think it's going to lead the tech boom in a way, even though it's not really a tech company. I think it'll make way for distribution and things when you know stores aren't open. Right yeah, now. well, also like their their cloud computing services are pretty big too. Exactly. And yeah. like, I mean, they're not. I mean, Amazon takes up the majority of the market space, and that was part of the reason why they were included in the antitrust hearing that was that was held a few weeks ago. I mean, the only other thing close to Amazon is Alibaba, and they pretty much just have market space in China. I mean, Amazon is pretty much by itself. They don't really have many competitors. So it does raise the question is like, Amazon may just keep doing better and better and better. How high will they go? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm, I mean, I see it as like they keep expanding. You know, first we had, you know, just Amazon delivery services. Then uh, Amazon Prime, and then all these, you know, home devices. Yeah. And that's where having Amazon Grocery and Amazon Video, like they just keep expanding. And I think actually, with how well tech is going right now, they are probably going to start moving in the distribution like area when it comes to tech. I mean, it, it's they they are. And when I say that, I mean I don't say that where you're going to have an Amazon iPhone, but. The way they're moving right now toward more, um, like technology, like have you seen the, uh, Amazon stores where you can just walk in yeah. and buy things and it'll like automatically check you out? I mean, those are coming I mean, into yeah, the it's amazing. And like how they bought Whole Foods, like they're kind of exactly. dipping yeah, exactly. their feet into a lot of different things. And because they're so big, they have the experience and the, the capital and the ability to do so. So, it, exactly. it may not just be tech anymore. You know, they could be become huge in, in the food industry, um, mm-hmm. huge in, in shipping, which they already are, but in a lot of different things. I mean, I remember years ago, they started out as basically like an online library, and you can see how far they've come with all the different things mm-hmm. they offer. I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah, I mean, even their own delivery truck system. Like, you, you know, you see the Amazon Prime trucks everywhere. Yeah. I mean, they have completely taken over the whole, uh, you know, buying things from your house, whole online shopping area. Yeah, it is crazy. So next we got the S&P 500, which hit a new all-time high this week. I believe the first time it did that was on Wednesday. It's kind of been hovering around that same same dollar amount of about 339, um, which is crazy. I mean, the fact that Two months ago, it was down to 220, and now it's all the way back up. And for something that big, like SPY, the S&P 500, to move so much, considering that it's so grounded because of the high level of liquidity that it has, is is amazing. And it shows like the market has totally shrugged off COVID-19, and it's it's literally like it never happened. I mean, it is really amazing. And I think a lot of that is attributed to this tech boom, that we've had, but also other companies are doing well too. I mean, the economy is opening back up. There are a lot of people that are still pessimistic about the whole thing, which brings us back to the precious metals and why people are taking safe bets. But, um, I mean, I remember people, I mean, people are making a lot of money, um, when it comes to the stock market, like JP Morgan 
um, when they released their earnings a few weeks ago, maybe about a month, month and a half ago, they had made all their money back plus more just from their investment banking division. They covered all their losses from all their other divisions and made profit. I mean, it was in the billions of dollars. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And yeah. Then, uh, go ahead. No, sorry. Um, no, but I, I just look at, like, I'm looking at this graph right now. At the beginning of the year, the S&P was at $2,584. And now it's at 3400 almost. I mean, I, 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 I do think it is really interesting how quickly it has gained back everything that's lost. I mean, if you actually look at the all-time graph, it, it is on a perfectly straight trajectory, even though it suffered all those losses from the coronavirus. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I think it's interesting why people are placing safe bets, because I think the safest best bet is investing in the S&P 500. I mean, it, it is so steady, even though it can be pretty volatile. Like, overall, it is a very steady growth because of how, because of how many sectors it encompasses. I mean, it really is a good, you know, evaluation of how the market is doing. And I think the truth is that the market is really stable right now and doing very well. Yeah, and I mean, for months you had big people, you know, people that are big in the stock market coming out and, you know, writing articles speaking about how the market is so overextended and it should drop. And I mean, a month later, here we are. Next, a month after that, it's just higher and higher and higher. So when that idea that the market should drop keeps getting rejected again and again and again, it shows that the market has a pretty good solid standing and that investors are confident about where the market stands. You know, it, it is interesting. I like At the start of the coronavirus, I thought this was going to be a recession, you know, because I, I really thought the market was overvalued. I mean, everything was just so high. And yeah. It, it was just going way too well, you know. I mean, Apple had seen... What, it was 80% growth in 2019, something ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, these, these companies are just making so much money, and it, and it didn't seem right at the time. But now, looking at how quickly we could recover, it, it act, you know, from something as bad as COVID-19. I mean, COVID-19 basically destroyed the economy. You know, people couldn't go out of their homes to buy things. Um, but the fact that we have recovered so quickly from it actually gives me confidence um, that the market is going to stay on a solid trajectory because usually after a recession, things build back slowly. I mean, you know, you, you see in like 2008 when the S&P drops really hard, you know, it took a while for it to actually come Yeah, back. it wasn't like a straight line up like it is now yeah, in a few months. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't make back, you know, 25% in six months. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make everything back that fast. It um, took three or four years. Yeah, and I mean, like... But that brings me to the other thing, which is like a lot, a lot of the reason why the market is doing so well is also because of the Fed and stimulus and things like that. And while the market, while many people think that, um, the market, I mean, the market is doing well now, but a lot of people think that this could have a pretty bad effect, uh, later. So like, as Kyle was saying that he thought it was going to be a recession. Well, I, I thought the same as well. But it wasn't, but that doesn't mean that there may, that there won't be, um, months or years down the road because especially with the weakening dollar, what happens when you pump in trillions of dollars into the economy is it causes major, major inflation. And I mean, even before Corona, we were due for a recession. I mean, there were tons of people coming out saying that the next recession is going to be really soon. Um, I mean, market patterns, market behavior showed all of it. 
And after the crazy, crazy price action that we've had the last few months and probably will continue to have for the next few months, um, it definitely doesn't leave the question of will we have a recession sometime relatively soon as in the next few years off the table. I mean, it is still totally a valid question, like especially with articles coming um, out now about could this be the next tech bubble with tech doing all that it has. There's a lot of people that don't think it is. They think it is totally valid. And there's a lot of other people that I would argue are a little bit more conservative um, when it comes to investing because of the fact that traditional market movements don't happen that the way they are now. I mean, stocks like Apple don't go up 200 $250 in a few months. Well, well, so what I actually think is so interesting is that when the, you know, the Fed, uh, cut interest rates to basically zero, you know, no one's making money off having money in their bank account. I think everyone kind of went to the market. And what's interesting is, you know, so people who weren't already in the market, you know, maybe people who are inexperienced invested in those safe bets, you know, like silver and gold. And I, I think it kind of relates to why we've seen so much growth recently. I mean, uh, even in the economy, you know, because as well, more, you know, as a bunch of people invested, obviously a lot of people weren't into stocks like mutual funds and stuff like that. And I think that's why place, I mean, places like, you know, JP Morgan had so many gains because of so many just new investors. And that's, uh, I think that has to do with, um, why, I mean, that that's how people were making their money, you know? Yeah, and also, I mean, I wrote about in the last article that I published on the site um, that one of the big reasons why the market was doing so well is because of also interest rates on bonds. The bond market is a huge market, a ton of money in that market, and what happens during a recession is the interest rate, so the return on, on keeping bonds is drops and it's very low. So what will happen is a lot of people in the bond market want a return worth the risk on their money and the bonds are no longer worth it. So they put that money that they would normally put into bonds into the stock market and into stocks that they think will do well. So that can also cause prices to rise. Exactly. Yeah. And I I think the market at the point that, you know, the rate was cut to zero. The market at that stage was still pretty unknown. I mean, no, no one really knew what was going to happen because there were fears of a second wave coming. Mm-hmm. There were fears of the economy closing again. I think people who, like, you know, people who didn't have enough to afford the ability to lose a bunch because of COVID and weren't confident that the market was going to come back up, I think they played kind of this the safe bet because they needed a stable, like, source of actually making a decent amount of money um, while they were, you know, quarantined or whatever. But I think at the same time, people, I, I think it's different from the people who were actually investing in stocks. I mean, I think stocks are going up because they've been performing really well when, honestly, no one really thought they would. I mean, no one expected companies to make money during COVID-19. Yeah. And I think I think it falls into two groups of people, the people who go safe and the people who go for stocks. And that's why I think both silver, gold, and stocks are both doing well at the same time. You know, historically, they're usually inverse, they're usually inverse of each other. Yeah, and I mean, this is a little bit of a, of a weird idea that I had, but I mean, 
something like Robin Hood has attracted so many millions yeah. and millions of like basically kids or young people that have some money and not a ton of money. But originally when you had the stock market, big movements in the stock market were only really attributed to large banks. Like when a person like you or I uh, puts in money, maybe we put in a thousand dollars, a few thousand dollars, um, maybe even ten or twenty thousand dollars into a stock. But into a stock like Apple, that's, I mean, that's not going to make the price change. But when you have a bank that's investing tens of millions, hundreds of millions, billions of dollars into specific stocks like Apple, it, it made them move. But now when you have millions of people with a thousand dollars each, let's say, now you have a lot more buying power in the market and you have a lot more new money flowing into the market and that can also cause prices to rise. So I, I mean, it's a little bit of a stretch, but I do think that something like Robinhood alone has changed how the market will work. Yeah, I mean, when people who don't have a lot of money can invest, you know, it attracts a lot of people who, even though they, you know, even if they don't have a lot of money to invest, it will give them overall, you know, returns, which is what they're looking for. And I think the ability to do that with an app like Robinhood is extremely, like, I think it's extremely uh, moving in the market. I mean, having a million people with a thousand dollars each, that's a billion dollars right there going, and it, it's not just going to one stock, like it would if a bank were investing in it. It's diversified over, like, the whole entire S&P 500. Uh, for an example, of course, there's other stocks that come into it, but I think the markets overall generally have been going up because of all these new investors who are looking to make a stable, like, source of income because, I mean, people who just don't have a lot of money. I do think Robin Hood is very interesting. And, I, you know, there's a bunch of other things like it, but I think it is extremely influential to the market because a lot more people means a lot more money that's going to a lot more Absolutely. Places. I mean, yeah, and especially when you have kids that are 17, 18, in their 20s, or even 30s, tech companies are big. To them and yeah. you know you have people that are like technical analysis versus fundamental analysis a lot of most people on wall street i would say use fundamental analysis but a lot of these kids are not really interested in researching you know the ins and outs of a company they kind of just use charting and things like that and it, it can change market patterns i mean again like i said this idea is a little bit of a stretch but i mean i do think that it is something that can change how the market works and even fundamental moves of the market. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. All right, that's going to do it for this podcast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.